You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Breakaway Breakdown. My name is Jenna Link. I am the digital editor of the Breakaway Roping Journal and the Team Roping Journal and co-host and producer of the Team Roping Journal's podcast, The Score. This week, I'm helping Casey Allen in producing the Breakaway Breakdown podcast while we're here at the National Finals Breakaway Roping and the National Finals Rodeo. On this week's episode, you'll get to hear Casey interview the round winners from the first day of the National Finals Breakaway Roping. I hope you all enjoy this episode brought to you by Fastback Ropes. Stick around for the commercial break and I'll tell you more about them. All right, first up is one of the most fun breakaway ropers I've had the chance to talk to, and you heard from her recently on the Breakdown podcast, talking about Alva, Oklahoma native Taylor Munsell. Now, whatever you want to call her, Gunsel Munsell, Team Muns, I'm calling her Money Munsell after the NFBR that she had. On day one, she topped the first round, cracked right out of the gate with a 2.3 second run, and pocketed over $5,000. And I think it had a little something to do with the bay horse that she had back under her, Monster. Monster is one of the coolest horses. He's got a great story with Taylor. She bought him for $200. He's great. I mean, come on. It doesn't get cooler than Munsell and Monster. So without further ado, let's start things off with your round one champion, Taylor Munsell. You want to talk about Monster first? Yeah, we can talk about Monster first. <laughs> He's the most important key to my day today and my whole career, so I kind of owe it all to him, and I'm really glad I got a ride in today since he didn't get to come last year. He deserves to be here and it's it's his setup. First round you fired, went at it, took the win and then you got on a little bit of a roll there so talk me through what you were feeling because you have that look that's scary if you're entered against you because it's like you know you're on a roll and you're just doing it. Yeah, um, I really like the setup like I said for Monsters so I kind of told uh, Jordan Joe on her podcast that I was going to win the first round because the first round, everybody's kind of roping smart, which I don't blame them. I did last year, thinking average, and it's, so it's usually a little softer. So I was like, heck, I'm going to go try to win the first round and get on a heater for the rest of the rounds. And if I don't win the first round, I know I'm going to win one of the next nine. Mm-hmm. So that was my game plan. It played out in my favor. My horse was awesome. I won the first round, split second in the second round, uh, drew a kip that fought the shoot really bad in the third round and had to pull. And then my horse was awesome, let me pull, ping the start. Kef let up and kind of ducked his head and I was a little longer than I wanted to be. Come back, was fast again in the fourth round and then uh, had a little tough luck. I blew the barrier out and curled the bottom of the Kef's tail in the fifth round to win the round and be winning the average. But my horse is outstanding. I was roping super sharp and I'm excited to run five more tomorrow because I feel like there's some more round wins for me at Monster tomorrow. Awesome. And you're feeling good, feeling healthy. Everything's good on your front, not just monsters. Yeah, everything's good on both. Um, my confidence riding that horse just soars, especially on setups like this. And he's feeling outstanding, which just kind of fuels me. I'm super excited. 
Awesome. And is the whole family out here? Oh, yeah, the whole family, extended fan, friends, sponsors. I have a huge support system. I think that might be Ricky's support system there. <laughs> She's got about as many as I have here. Awesome. Okay, so going into tomorrow, what's the game plan? Are you going to try to relax before the round tomorrow? Or are you going to go out and do some crazy Taylor stuff? Or you practice? Like, what's the plan? Um, it's going to be some probably pretty crazy Taylor stuff. Like, I posted this story this morning on Instagram. Uh, I ran into Sam and Anna, which hauled with me the, in the gym this morning. And <laughs> I feel like it's going to be the same thing tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll go work out. It helps me get loosened up with my shoulder. I've just been so tight. Uh, not working out as much since we've been in Vegas and I think going and working out stretching doing my mobility stuff helps keep my shoulder loose and the rest of my body feeling good so I'm gonna do that and then yeah we'll be back taking care of horses first thing in the morning gym rope dummy start over awesome well anything that I missed today Taylor anything you want to make sure you talk about that happened today um, no, I'm just super thankful for my support system and my help, um, not just today, but all year long. I've had so many people that have, were friends and became family through this whole ordeal, and it's the best part about rodeo, and I'm thankful for them. Awesome. Well, congratulations Thank again, you. Taylor. Thank you. Next up, you're going to hear from Taylor Munsell's hauling partner, Samantha Fulton. Samantha is mounted on one of the horses that is as good as it gets. Make sure to check out BreakawayRopingJournal.com for a list of some of the top breakaway horses in history that her horse, Sambo, is represented in. Now, Fulton, spoiler alert, didn't just top the second round. She also came back and topped the third round. So round two, she was a 2.0 second run, and she broke up a four-way 2.2 second tie between Martha Angeloni, hauling partner Taylor Munsell, Shelby Beaujolais, and rookie Josie Connor. Fulton was the last girl out, and it was so cool because she literally got her rope from the end of the arena and then came back to do a victory lap and was high-fiving people in the crowd as she came around. Round three wasn't as dramatic, but... She beat Beaujolais out again, who had a 2.2 second run, to take the round win with a 2.1 second run. So, without further ado, next up, Samantha Fulton. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Like... <laughs> You came out and had no mercy today. Let's talk about the second and third round, Sam. Uh, the second and third round went good. Um, I kind of had a little bit of stumble in the first round. Uh, didn't have a very sharp neck catch, and my calf ran through it. So um, I just decided to go for it and drew two good calves and scored good, made good runs, and worked out. Awesome. And let's talk about Sambo because I just love watching you guys. <laughs> Me too. Um, I've had that horse for about eight or nine years now. Um, I've had him everywhere with me and know him so well and know exactly what he's going to do. And he's really come on strong in the last couple of months. He's been great for me. Um, he's been giving me all great shots. Um, and I just love that horse. Awesome. And let's talk about the bit that you use and the bonnet that you've been using on Sambo. What's the reasoning behind that? What does it do for you guys? Um, Sambo has a tendency to get a little short on me a little quick. Uh, so I feel like with the bonnet and these shorter setups, I can 
get kind of another step out of him at least, and he's a little bit more free. Um, I just have a miler in him right now, um, not very much, just something that he can kind of push into and I can pick up on him, or if I do pick up on him, it isn't a big, you know, it doesn't hit him too hard, so you kind of can push through it. Awesome. So I feel like you guys were the dream hauling team this year. How much fun is it that you both are winning today out here? Well, it's always fun when you're winning. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun out here all summer, all year. We've had a just it's been a dream year for me and I've had a lot of fun and I'm very grateful for the people that I've been around. Awesome. So what's the game plan for tomorrow? Same thing. Just keep going at them. Um, see what Cavs I draw and try to score and just go at them. Awesome. So you're going more of like every round like it's a separate rodeo kind of? Um, yeah, I would say so. Just, uh, just try to get tapped off and keep going. Awesome. Sam, well, let's talk about your support system because I know your family's out here cheering you on and how special is it to have everybody in the stands for you? It is. It's very special. We've been walking through the casino and seeing all kinds of people from back home and family and people that I didn't even know were coming out here. So um, that's pretty special and it's a great event for people to come out and watch. Awesome. Well, thank you again and congratulations, Sam. Thank you. Fastpack Ropes was created in 1995 with a single mission in mind, to build the best rope on the market. That will always be their number one goal. At Fastpack Ropes, they believe it's important to focus on building the best product possible and treat customers with the respect that they deserve. That philosophy has treated them well. Shop Fastpack Ropes online at fastpackropes.com or find a local retailer near you. All right, there is no better way to put this, but round four got salty, okay? There was three 2.3 second runs on the board and a 2.1 second run that was put in by Joey Williams. Then Cheyenne Gullery backed in the box and she made a slick 2.0 second run and cashed her check for $5,080, which brought her day earnings up to nearly $6,000. Gullery made some changes before the NFBR and she credits a lot of success to that. She's not always had it easy, she's had personal tragedy, but this girl is an athlete and she came out swinging. Next up, let's hear from round four winner, Cheyenne Goulery. Okay, Cheyenne, let's talk about your runs today. Kind of talk me up Talk me through the events leading up to your fourth round win. Congratulations again, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, So I rode a new horse today. I rode a horse that I've had for probably about a month and a half. I've taken him to about six jackpots. Um, The first two runs, um, I kind of just got him knocked down. I think I was was three on both of them. Um, And so I just wanted to be solid and average. Um, I was 2-5 in the third round and got a little closer to the barrier. And then um, I nailed the barrier in the fourth round. I felt a lot more confident coming across there, and the captain was waiting on me there, and so he was a really good cat. Awesome. So, new horse, did that change your practice strategy leading up to this, or what did you do specifically to get ready to rope in this arena? 
Um, you know, I always just try to make good runs, make sure the horse is working, um, not tight and not running through my throat, make sure they're scoring good. And so um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't had a lot of time with him, but I've taken some jackpots and different setups and gotten some runs on him. And um, this is definitely the biggest thing that I've rode him at. Um, so, but I have a lot of confidence in him. And um, the first couple of rounds weren't perfect, and it's not ever going to be perfect, but I was proud of him. And I thought it went good considering I had a kind of real. Awesome. And I just lost my Okay, so going from rodeo to softball to rodeo, what are the things that you feel like makes you, like have made you a dominating athlete no matter what event you do? Because that's pretty impressive to be able to do two different things like that. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing um, in both of those sports is you have to work hard and you have to make adjustments. You know, whether you're going to the plate against a batter or you're riding the box against a calf, you have to make adjustments. There's so many things that you have to work on and adjust and different scenarios that come at you, but you just have to be ready and ready to react. Awesome. And I know that personally things haven't been easy for you the last couple of years, I guess. So as far as emotions today, were you feeling pretty steady? Did you get a little bit choked up after that win or are you, you holding pretty solid? You know, last year was pretty emotional for me. Um, that was probably, that was tough to kind of to kind of go through, you know, because then you, you know, I normally don't ever hear the announcers, but last year I kind of like heard them talking about that and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's part of life. And, um, but this year I, I definitely was a lot more focused and solid. I think the back number ceremony is always kind of emotional for me. Especially with Joe B up there. Like, I felt like he was like the community grandpa or uncle, like, being really supportive for you guys, but he, he knew how to pull your heartstrings up there. Yeah, I know. Uh, Joe and Jenna are a huge, huge support team for me, and they're amazing. I go down there and spend some time with them, and they're the best in the world, and they're part of the reason I'm here today. Awesome. How do you stay so calm when you back in the corner here, or were you just hiding some nerves? <laughs> I just try to stay focused, you know. Um, I, I love to compete, and, you know, I don't, I don't really get nervous here. You know, if you would ask me in August uh, if I was nervous, I would have told you I was nervous to get here. And so, you know, all the hard work is done, and, you know, you want to do great here, but it's exciting, you know. So you have to back in there and, and use all the tools and the talents that got you here. Awesome. So what's the game plan for tomorrow? Um, you know, I'm going to try to get a little closer to the barrier, not crazy, but um, make, maybe make a little faster runs and try to place in some rounds. Um, I was pretty safe. Uh, felt like on my first three runs, and I missed them in the fifth round. So I'm going to get a little closer to the barrier and try to get some faster times. Awesome. Well, I won't keep you much longer, Cheyenne. Is there anything that I missed talking about today or anybody that's here supporting you need to thank? Oh, my gosh. Um, Cody McCartney, my boyfriend, he's here. He's so helpful. You know, it, it goes so fast here. It's, you are roping a calf, but you still need to, you need to be figuring out what calf is your next calf. And so I definitely would be able to do it without him helping me down here. Awesome. Great job again, Cheyenne. Thanks. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode brought to you by Fastback Ropes.